You are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material. And before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank and today I'm joined by our Chief Economist, Stephen Halmerick. Stephen, nice to have you on again. Thanks, Belinda. Very good to be with you. Now, you're actually backing up. You were our last guest on our podcast where we talked about the Household Spending Intention Series, but we're back on a different topic today, talking about the Reserve Bank of Australia and a topic that comes up for me... Every couple of years, it's inflation targeting regime. So there's been a lot of media reports and both the International Monetary Fund and the OECD have come out and suggested it's time for a review into the RBA's inflation targeting regime. Why do you think this keeps coming up? Well, the IMF and the OECD, as you say, have both suggested it's time for a review and they've they've said well, there's actually lots of other central banks who have done reviews, uh, the US Fed, uh, the European Central Bank, uh, for example. And, you know, Australia is not immune from the fact that, you know, the world's changed a lot since we first got our inflation yes, target. Yep. And so, you know, maybe, maybe now is time for a review. Now, also, I guess we should point out that not only are calls for a review into inflation targeting happens from time to time. Other central banks have done it. But there's also been a lot of change to the RBA's policy tools as well over that period of time. Yes, exactly right. And, you know, the, the Reserve Bank effectively started talking about the current inflation target, which is 2 to 3%, in 1992 yep. when um, Bernie Fraser was governor and I was just a few years into my career <laughs> as an economist. So it's been... You know, 30 years, and uh, you know, at that time, really, the Reserve Bank just used interest rates. You know, they yeah. moved the cash rate target up and down to try and affect uh, their outlook for inflation in the economy. Uh, since the arrival of COVID here, you know, the Reserve Bank has embraced what we might call unconventional monetary policy, so forward guidance, uh, you know, funding the banking system through what was called the TFS, the Term Funding Facility. Uh, buying bonds in the the market, uh, in the secondary market. So bond purchase program, also known as quantitative easing. And there's also been what's called the yield curve control. So keeping the, uh, what was originally the three-year government bond yield at 0.1%, the same as the cash rate, now is anchored anchored to the April 2024 bond. So lots of things the Reserve Bank's done in the last uh, 18 months or so that they've never done before. Yeah. Uh, but the inflation target is still at 2 to 3%. That's right. Now, I remember throughout high school economics, university uh, learning economics that really the inflation target was introduced to anchor inflation expectations and really to anchor credibility around the central bank as well. What has been the RBA's history with inflation targeting? Like, Why was it introduced? Yeah. Where, where has it gone? Because there has been some mild changes over time as well. Yeah, that's right. So you're right. It was introduced uh, in the early 90s. Well, it was first talked about in 1992 by the uh, Bernie Fraser, the governor then, and uh, there's a, a leak to their original speech in the note I wrote. <laughs> uh, and you have to remember that before that time, inflation was well above yeah. 2 to 3% in Australia. And most people, I remember, actually, at the time, thought 
Reserve Bank was being very ambitious, uh, thinking that they could get inflation down to 2 to 3% average. But actually, uh, that's what has occurred. Mm. Um, so uh, Bernie Fraser as governor and then Ian McFarlane uh, through the 1990s and uh, then in the early 2000s and then Glenn Stevens have um, actually did all achieve the inflation target on average over their term. So they were actually quite successful in keeping inflation down at that level. Uh, the situation is a little bit different since the current governor, mm. Phil Lowe, started in 2016, where inflation has been persistently below target uh, for that whole time. So there's a lot of reasons why we've missed on the inflation target from the low side, uh, not meeting that target. I mean, it's been really, as you said, the first time since the inflation target was introduced that we have missed it. On the low side, what are some reasons why? And I think importantly, it needs to be seen in the global context as well. It's not just Australia that's failed to meet their inflation target. Uh, There's a number of structural reasons at play. And in Australia, probably as well, the role of fiscal policy should be analysed as well. Yes, that's exactly right. That's what we talked about in the note Mm. is that globally, inflation's been below most major central bank targets certainly up to the COVID-19 period. Uh, the, the, what we call the neutral interest rate has, has collapsed over that time. Um, fiscal policy in Australia was held very tight. Yeah. Uh, so the budget, you know, they, the aim of the budget was to get back to surplus. So, you know, maybe that was a good objective, get back to surplus, uh, pay off debt. But that tight fiscal policy certainly had an impact on inflation in Australia as well. So... Monetary policy maybe wasn't as easy as, as easy enough to offset that tight fiscal policy, and we've also had very low wages growth over that um, period since 2016 as well, and changing dynamics in the labour market. So there's a lot of reasons why inflation averaged below target since 2016. Some of it relates to monetary policy, but I think most of it relates to factors external from Australian monetary policy. Yeah, there's a lot of structural factors at play. I think, you know, the governor of the Reserve Bank of Australia, Philip Lowe, has talked about structural changes in the labour market, the fact that we're now competing globally for labour and that's really driven down the price of labour, the ageing population, the savings investment imbalance that really has been a big part of the global economy over the past decade or so has certainly factored in. So I guess that leads to the question of should there be review into the inflation target like the IMF Mm. and the OECD are calling for? So in the note, we've concluded that a review into the Reserve Bank's inflation target is probably not necessary Mm. and that um, the, the calls by some in Australia for the Reserve Bank to lower its inflation target are not a good idea because right now the, the main thing the Reserve Bank is trying to do is raise wage expectations yep. and raise inflation expectations. If you lower the target, um, that's the complete opposite thing of what you're trying to do because yep. yep. if you lower the target, you're going to lower wage and lower inflation expectations. So we don't think that's a good, uh, good idea. And in fact, when you look at it, um, most other major centres or some other major central banks have effectively raised their inflation targets recently. So the US Fed's a good example. Uh, they have an inflation target of 2%. And for a long time, 2% was seen as the ceiling yeah. to inflation. It's now seen as the average. So that effectively increases the inflation rate target. 
so we don't think now is the right time to mm. lower the inflation rate target in Australia. And in fact, uh, Governor Lowe appeared on a panel uh, just a few days ago, once again in a staunch defence of the inflation target and just saying that if you change it once, then people may start to think that you'll change it again if you don't meet it. So really having that credibility in place and the flexibility around that inflation target is incredibly important. Yes, that's right. So, you know, we've, we've been under the target for a long time. So if you lower it now, you know, he's uh, Phil Lowe's, uh, Governor Lowe's view is, well, what's to stop you from changing it again, either up or down when, whenever you're not meeting the target? But I should say that we do think a review into the policy mm. tools used by the Reserve Bank during COVID would be a good idea, you know, once we're through this period. Yeah. So as we talked about at the start, the Reserve Banks use a lot of unconventional monetary policy tools. So once we're back to a situation where the Reserve Bank's only using conventional monetary policy tools, i.e. just interest rates, we think that would be a good opportunity to review the effectiveness of all those unconventional monetary policy tools because there's a high probability that next time the economy runs into a, a problem or we go into recession again, those unconventional monetary policy tools will be need to be used again. So it'd be a good idea to do a review into you know, how effective they were, their implementation, their effectiveness, their efficacy, etc. So that's that's something we think should happen over the next few years. And probably a good time for that will be when uh, Governor Lowe's term is up, which is in a couple of years now. Uh, so that will be interesting to watch. And I think, as you said, this space will be increasingly interesting watch uh, because there are some signs of inflation rising globally. We actually get inflation data out here in Australia uh, on the 27th of October. So that will once again, I think, bring this all back into focus. Stephen, it's been great to have you on today. Appreciate the discussion around inflation targeting. Thanks, Belinda. My pleasure. Now, you can read Stephen Halmerick's Vantage Point report, uh, which was published on the 20th October 2021, and it was titled RBA Reviews Stay Frosty on combankresearch.com.au.